Welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people who are trying to live their most fulfilling life, which often tends to be on a much different path than it started out on. Whether it was changing careers, getting laid off from a job which sparked their entrepreneurial journey, or breaking through the noise to answer their calling. All of these types of situations and more, but they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at today if they didn't get started. We talk about the why and the how of these getting started moments and the lessons learned along the way. I'm grateful to have you listening in along on this episode, so let's get it started. Hey everyone, and please welcome my guest for this week, Holly Cates, and I'll give you a quick background on Holly. Uh, Holly's career in New York City fashion and clothing production made her an expert in garment construction and design. A relocation to Atlanta led to regular television appearances as one of the top stylists in the South. In addition to personal styling, Holly is a popular public speaker and worked with corporations on educating their employees about dress codes and the best business casual practices. Her newest endeavor brings her to podcasting with the all-new Fashion Crimes podcast, where she showcases her talent by giving free fashion advice, inspiration, and humor. And, you know, Holly is a personal stylist, a style coach, as you may call her, um, and just has a deep knowledge of, you know, garment construction and you know, being able to understand, you know, where you could start making some differences, not only just the look of your, you know, your your wardrobe, but ultimately your mindset and how you think about clothing and, and you know, dressing and, and doing those type of things. Again, all of this very above my head. So I was like, well, let's get Holly on the podcast. Let's chat through it a little bit more. And uh, maybe I'll get some advice out of her that could uh, help some others as well. And I'm really excited to uh, to chat through this wide-ranging conversation. We just roll right in the podcast. We had some good banter prior and just kind of rolled into recording. So I hope you all enjoy the conversation. Um, I know I had a lot of fun with her. So without further ado, let's jump into my chat with Holly Cates. I'm excited to chat with you because, one, if you notice, my style is horrible. <laughs> like, this is my normal style. It's a hoodie and a, and a backwards cap. In the, in the summertime, it's shorts and a t-shirt. So, um you know, I always like for, especially with this podcast, um, and I'm curious, you know, we'll get into yours a little bit, but is just around getting started. There's so much, you know, if you, if you kind of have that mentality of being a beginner learner and kind of understanding there's so much out there you don't know, um, and then hearing unique stories like yours, and that's what I want to kind of pry back into is just the whole idea of like style and fashion, all that. I'm like, that's so like, away from me I'm like all right I gotta talk to you because I because it seems like some neat stuff you've done over your career um no thank you so can we start if you don't mind why like why did that appeal to you like was this as a child you kind of got into this and felt it was it later on down the line would start me there why did you feel like fashion design those type of things were something like cool to you well I'm a very creative person and so I did not know how to be creative and make money. I'm not an artist. I don't sew really well. I don't paint. I don't sing. But I did, you know, I was in dance for a really long time. And I loved dancing. And I wanted to make a career out of being a dancer. And then, you know, my father put the kibosh on that. And so I loved of dancing. So... I also came to harsh reality, which you were, you know, I'm sure with your golf experience, you see people that are pretty good, but they're not great. You know, I was a really, really, really good dancer, but I wasn't 
that great. And that's, that's what was really hard to recognize is that I was never going to be on Broadway. I was never going to be a professional. I was never going to be, it just, I was pretty good, but I wasn't like star quality. What age did you realize this at? I mean, in college, cause I wanted to go and major in dance in college and I mm-hmm. actually, actually got accepted to a dance program. Um, and then you know, your parents crush your dreams, you know, usually. And then I said, well, I, you know, so then I rebelled and then I, you know, I, I tried to be creative and, and, and I got into the bar and restaurant industry and I was really, really, really good at it. And I was really good at it because when you're waiting tables, especially when you're waiting on drunk people, (laughs) you know, you're, the money's really good and you have to be quick on your feet, you know? Mm. And so I did not mind coming home at four in the morning because Mm. I was really rich. I was single, you know, I didn't have any bill. I mean, I had bills, sorry, but I didn't have any kids or anything like that. So I like, I I liked having money and I enjoyed that. And I felt like it was a little bit creative, but not really, but I didn't have a traditional job. And then once all my friends started getting married and it started creeping up 26, 27, 28, everyone's getting married and you're like still up at 3 a.m. emptying ashtrays and, Mm -hmm. you know, pouring drinks. You're like, this is not, this is not cool. Like now I'm old. Right. And so when I got out of the restaurant industry, I said, what can I do that's still creative that I really enjoy? And I said, I really like to shop, but that sounds like dumb white girl, right? That sounds like stupid. So I said, how can, and then I went to, that's what started me. I said, oh, I want to be a buyer for a major department store. And then I saw how much math was involved. I was like, no, I can't, no. Um, I'm not an analytical person. I'm not a business person. Like I, I don't, I don't get off on the numbers, right? So that was a struggle for me. Then I said, oh, well, I want to be in retail merchant management and merchandising because I wanted to do windows. And I knew that was like super creative and that was really cool. And I finished that program and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that either. So then I got introduced to another school and I um, met someone there. She got a degree in costume design. I said, oh, I could totally do that. That was cool. I had no idea how to sew or do anything. And so she taught me how to sew and I was working for a major um, amusement park corporation and we were sewing and doing creative stuff and working with the big mascot costumes. And she said, this is where I went and I got a degree in costume design and they also do fashion design. And I said, I'm going to do that. And then if I get in, I'm going to move to Atlanta. And then that's what I did. So I ended up moving to Atlanta and I said, they tried to get me to do retail merchandising and marketing and fashion design. I said, look, I've already done that. I just need the design part. So I went back at, you know, my late twenties and I got a BFA in fashion design. And I said, Oh, I'm going to be a fashion. I'm going to move to New York and be a fashion designer. And so I really loved being in fashion, but I did every job in fashion, but design, honestly. And so that's, which leads me now to being a great shopper because I know about garment construction, how things are made, what's cheap, what's expensive and what it takes to actually make a garment come to fruition. Hmm. So I finished my degree. I interned, I had all these different jobs in fashion. And then I fast forward to now 
I met my husband eight years ago. He said, what do you really want to do? I said, I want to be a stylist, but I don't know what that is. Cause you think stylist is like red carpet. Yeah. So I went and took some more courses in New York city with the two uh, stylists out of LA um, and Hollywood. And they were fantastic. And I have taken every program that they offer. And I'm also in her mastermind group now as a like graduate, graduate, postgraduate, cause I still need that entrepreneurial coaching and health. Yeah. Um, and so I have a personal styling business. So that leaves me to where I am now. I am a personal stylist. What is that? A personal stylist is very similar to a personal trainer, right? You can work out by yourself. That's great. That's fine. You might get results. You might not. It's kind of the same with style and clothes. You can shop on your own. You can grasp at straws. You can figure out what you like and not like, and you can miss or you can hit the target. It's kind of up to you. But when you hire a professional, you're going to get there much quicker. And so that's what I am. I'm a personal stylist to regular everyday people, moms and dads. Uh, my youngest client has been 15 years old. My oldest client has been 70. So I work with people all over. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's been very interesting because it, you dive into the psyche of people and I'm different from most stylists. People can buy you outfits, dress you up in clothes that doesn't help you. Okay. I can tell you what to wear. I can do the granimals for you. This goes with the, it doesn't help you get to your core issues. And so people and you were telling me before, you know, like, I don't know about style. I don't know. You know, right. I'm not sure if it's not wired in you, it can be learned if you want to learn. And if people are, are very afraid or like I said, they try and they miss. And I, I'd rather have you try and miss than than not try. Well, and let's get into that a little bit in just a second. I want to I want to underscore a couple things because you you sort of breeze past them. But I think they're really important to your story. You mentioned two things. One is you mentioned your parents and maybe you're you know, kind of saying it in jest, but like, hey, they didn't really want you to do dance and that not coming to fruition. I'm going to start there. Do you think that maybe what was the emotional state when you kind of realized, OK, because that was something you seem like you've done for many years, mm -hmm. you were committed to, you loved, and then it wasn't going to be part maybe of your quote unquote, your second act as an adult. How did you deal with getting over that and getting past that? Have you got, have you got past it? I rebelled. I, I rebelled okay. and I did the opposite. And I said, well, if, if, if you're gonna, you know, because I, I think, I, I mean, I'm just generalizing that when I, it's, and it's not poor me, it's just fact mm -hmm. when you're a parent, a child of divorce, right. Mm -hmm. And you're the third kid, you know, the, you know, the give you know the give a dams are gone right by that point so it's kind of like you grant you know people push you push you put it's so different now to as you know you have uh, you know with kids it's so different now they push you push you push you through high school you've got to get good grades you've got to mm -hmm. get good grades and then they push you into college and they go by the way you got to pay for it yeah and so that was my biggest you know because I had no idea how I was going to pay for it. Mm. And I, and, and, and it's, you better go to college because you're a loser. If you don't go to college, because no one doesn't not go to college unless you're in construction, right. Or you want to be a farmer or whatever. And then 
if you go to college, this is what you should do and you shouldn't do that. And you think that you have to do what your parents say. And that was a hard for me to say, I want to please you, but I also want to please myself. So I kind of did it on my own track. Yeah. I went to junior college and after I was done, I said, I'm, I'm done with college. I'm, this is stupid. I don't need to go. Yeah. Like, I don't, why am I paying to be aggravated? <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Cause I wasn't super passionate about anything. Some people are born to be doctors. They're born to do this. They're born to be such a, I wasn't born to do that. I thought I was going to be on Broadway and I was going to be amazing. And that just, you know, you just learn as your circumstances change, how to adapt. So I rebelled and I said, I'm making my own money. Nobody can tell me what to do. And I'm going to take dance classes, whatever. I'm still going to be a dancer, but I'm not going to college. You can forget that. I'm done with that. So, well, and then you also mentioned something, which I thought was interesting because this comes up a lot in the podcast is kind of, you know, there's different motivators to kind of get you moving. And you had mentioned, again, maybe it was more in jest, but I'm sure there was, because it's the same for me um, many years ago, but like a lot of, hey, my friends are doing, they've already moved on. They've already, they're yeah. making their money. They're ha- they're getting married. It's almost like, hey, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Right. And you mm-hmm. kind of have that almost period where you feel like you're not good enough, you know? Yes. Did you go through that at all? Or? Yes. Yes. Always. I mean, always. And And what's funny now is that, I'm 47 and I've been married for eight years. I never got married until I was 39. And I ne- and I went through life and I said, I never want to get married. I never want to have kids. But even though everybody was doing that around me, it still makes you think that something's wrong with you. Even though I'm choosing that, it's kind of like a, a escape. What's the word? Like a coping mechanism. Like I'm choosing not to do that so I can't fail. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I know the, the mental burden is, I mean, physically, right, of just doing, like, going out there and producing and, and trying to, you know, go down a path you want. That's hard enough. But then all the mental barriers that get involved, am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Yeah. Right? Is this the right path? What are people going to think? Like, all of these things that inhibit us from actually going forward with what we want to do and what makes us happy I just find it very intriguing because, you know, we make a lot of decisions. I know I did this for a long time and probably still do from time to time by what others think, you know, or I, or I don't make decisions like this. You know, we were talking about the the children's book here. Um, It's like, I wrote that in 2012 and realistically I should have published it in 2013, 2014, 2015, but I literally shelved it for like five or six years because of what people around me are like, you're going to be a children's book author. Like you're going to do this. And, you know, so you get these things in your head and you almost feel like you're not confident enough. So anyways, I, that's, a, that's quite a tangent, but I'm just more curious how you, I guess, got over that and then ultimately transition into the fashion design side and, and realize, no, no, this is what I love to do. I'm going to go forward on this path. You, you have to, you have that inner battle always, I think pleasing your parents pleasing everybody else and then trying to please yourself because it's like you're on the back burner so how do you struggle with that and I just went like a bull in China I'm a very black and white person so I'm all or nothing black or white there's no sort of I just I can't function like that so if I'm going I'm going all in you know and so I said 
you know, I cannot please everybody. And so I have to please myself. And then, you know, money and financial blocks are so people, parents do what they know. Right. I mean, I, you can't blame you. I mean, they do what they know. And when you do better, know better, you do better. And so I try to learn from mistakes that I've seen them make and then trying to apply that to my life and, you know, my friends and my relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a step parent now. So I try to apply that to my child um, and, and do what I can to help him, you know, move forward in life. But education is different. Jobs are different. Everything's just so different now. So I had a really hard time, you know, explaining to my parents, I'm moving to New York City. I have no job. I had no friends. I had no connections. But that didn't scare me. I just showed up. I was like, I'm here. Okay. And then I started looking for jobs. And I ended up getting a job, which leads to the next, the next, next. It's about stepping into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to step into the unknown, then good things will happen to you. And that's why it's important that it's, it's, it's like ripping the bandaid off, you know, you can hem a haw about it all day, but once you finally do it, then you see what's on the other side. And I'm not a good example because I enjoy, I thrive on change. I enjoy making rash decisions. (laughs) I enjoy (laughs) doing that because I'm not a safe, uh, that's not who I am personally, but I coach people who are safe. I mean, I coach people all day long who say, I'm not used to this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I explain to them, your image is holding you back, and this is why. Yeah. And yeah, it can go with anything. It can apply to anything holding you back. Well, and sometimes, you know, that's maybe part of your success is people need to hear it from someone maybe that they're not. Because if you keep surrounding yourself with the same people that are giving you the same message, maybe those are the wrong people. You know? Right. So, and, and it takes a lot, you know, somebody very aware to realize that, you know. And it, it's just it's so, it's so hard to figure out Well, I want to be this, but nobody's going to understand that. So forget my dream, forget me, you know? Um, and a lot of people go through life, you know, sleepwalking like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did, uh, what, I guess the, the big thing is for me looking at kind of this personal styling route you went, cause you could have kept working for these companies. Oh, did all day various long. Roles, yeah. Right. Yeah. What ultimately made you decide to break out and say, hey, I want to I want to be a personal stylist. I want to coach and help people on this. Was there was there some breakthrough moment that you remember happening or it, it wasn't a moment. It was like a series of jobs. Okay. I'm, I'm not great at the corporate lifestyle. I, I'm, I'm not great at it. I can do it. And I'm glad that I did it. I know how to, you know. I never had worked on a computer before. I didn't have a, a, a boss that, you know, was telling me what to do and yelling at me. And I did this wrong. That, you know, that was a huge learning experience for me because I'd never had those types of jobs before. So I now knew how to work in an office environment, which, you know, I, I was very grateful for every job that I had and every, you know, supervisor that I had because I learned so much from each one. But then I said, this nine to five rat race I can't it's not who I am I can force it all day long but it's crushing my soul 
And, you know, you can ignore the knock and then it, it comes a knock upside of the head. And then right. until you literally get hit by a bus and you're like, well, maybe I should do this instead. And so that's kind of why I said I keep ha- making the same mistakes. Oh, people are telling me I'm not doing this right. I'm not done. And this is the problem. And I was like, that's what my boss said three boxes ago. Yeah. So why am I keep why do I keep trying to do this when this is not where my skill set is? Yeah. Let me tell you what my skill set is. I'm great with people. I'm great pumping people up. I'm a great shopper. I'm gr- I'm a great cheerleader. I mean, yeah. that's because I am so black and white. What are your goals? You want to get here? Let's get you there. Okay? We're not going to cry because this doesn't fit. We're going to move on. Okay? If you want this, this and this, let me show you how to get there. Otherwise, don't waste my time and I'm not going to waste your time. But if you want it, we can do it. You can be mediocre all day long. You can look in the mirror and say, eh, my husband said I look good and nobody's ever told me I look bad. Well, that's not enough. You're going to be, there's a reason I'm just making up a, a random person. There's a reason you've been in your job for 20 years. There's a reason you haven't moved up. There's a reason why your marriage is stagnant. There's a reason why, I mean, there's a reason for all that. And it's because of you. And and, and when I work with people, I'm like a therapist. And it's never about the clothes. And we get to the very deep block of what's blocking you. Hmm. Well, so that's an interesting. So one of the questions I want to ask is kind of venturing out on your own. So you just named a lot of great stuff of what you were prepared to help people with. I'm going to take the other side, though, because I always like to throw the curveball. What weren't you prepared? Like when you got on your own, you're like, oh, crap, I didn't think about anything like this. Like, what, were there a couple of things you'd share for other folks maybe looking at getting out on their own in whatever they're doing? Maybe the marketing, lo- the marketing, the marketing, the marketing, the marketing, the marketing. I style this much. I market this much and you are screaming into the void of social media writing a book paid advertising it used to be magazines and newspapers it's not that anymore or radio commercials or television commercials it's not that anymore you gotta roll with the change and I'm rolling but I'm rolling slow (laughs) so and I'm not afraid to do that I'm not great at the accounting part. I mean, I don't send out one email, one bill, one invoice without my husband checking it. I do not because I literally do not trust myself. I always say, don't ask me to do math in public. It's not a good look for me, (laughs) but I can do it. Right. But he is good on that. Like I have this really complicated bill and he's like, this is right. Or this is not right. The marketing is what's going to send me to my grave. I mean, it's just so much competition and you have to stick out and see what makes you different. And it's a learning process. And I've been doing this seven years now. I'm still figuring out the marketing person. I've been through three social media people, two marketing companies, four website people. Believe me, it's, it's going, I mean, I'm sure you have a similar story, but the marketing is is the really hard because everyone's got their own hustle now, you know? Yeah. What is there anything specific around, like maybe it's a, the the website going through a few different people or on social, like things that you've learned, Hey, this started to work 
anything you'd encourage to maybe um, go down a path? I will say that, you know, now I, I said, you know, as extroverted as I am, I know you'll be surprised. I don't like, I'm, I'm not a freaking supermodel. Like, I don't want to be on every video. I don't want to be showing every single outfit I wear. Like, who cares? Like, I just didn't want to do that. And it just seemed really showy to me. And I just, I didn't want to do that. I have to do that. You know, it's not that I don't think I don't look good. I just, I, I want it to be about the service. I don't want it to be about what I'm wearing. I don't want people to think I'm a blogger. It doesn't matter because people think I'm a blogger anyway. But besides that, it, people want to see me. They want to see my face. What are my struggles? What am I doing? What am I wearing? Why does this work? Why does this doesn't? I, I have to get real personal and I can't avoid that. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't. That's what people want to see the face. Do you know how many overweight, obese people are on TikTok, Facebook, all these things? It, because they're showing their real selves and people love it. I mean, they love it. They love to see the imperfections, the, the, the disabilities, the, the uh, overweight, the whatever your story is, they love it. And, and that's what is so great about social media is that you really can't be who you are. You don't have to put up this filter like, you know, I'm this, I'm that at whatever age. I mean, you are who you are and people will respect you for that. Yeah. When did you start noticing? And, and obviously it seems, obviously you live in the ATL. You said you'll go to New York City from time to time. Obviously you're around, not just Atlanta. It seems like you're doing personal sign like a clock across the, the globe. <laughs> um, how did you find out though there was a, because normally when I think of styling, when I think of personal styling, you kind of said this earlier on was you think of like the red carpet, you think of like Hollywood and all this stuff, but like actually having like a personal stylist, you know, comparable to other, like an interior designer or whatever like that, mm -hmm. you don't think of it as much. So when did you figure out like, Hey, there's a need here. I'm starting to really help people. And, and then that momentum build for you, was that really early on or was that a struggle to actually get to that point of seeing the need? It wasn't a struggle at all. When I moved, I was living in, in New York. I met my husband. He moved me to Atlanta and I started styling my friends because they look so bad. And I know that sounds really mean, but a perfect example was that I had a friend who I knew at the gym and I needed, she was an attorney and I said, Oh, I need an attorney for whatever. I, great. I known her for six months, never seen her in real clothes. I go to her office. I've almost dropped dead. I mean, because I, I, and I told her, I love you so much. I want you to succeed. I want you to have a million clients waiting for you because you're the best attorney in this area. You're an attorney you are smarter than me. Your image does not say that. And this is why. And same thing with our tax guy who I love, who's very like a part of our family. He left his firm and went out on his own. I said, I love you so much. You tell people what to do with their money. Your image does not say that. And this is why. And people really started listening. And so then my husband's like, you can't just go around telling people they look bad. And I said, I know, but that's what I've been doing. And, you know, that worked with my friends and people I knew, obviously, but later it was appealing to, you know, if you want to, if you're stuck, if you're feeling like you don't 
are not up to your potential, whatever, this is how I can help you. And I started because in LA, Hollywood, New York, you people know the drill. You got to keep up. You got to look good. It's expected. The South and the Midwest are different. It's just different. It's not mean. It's fact. It's just fact. It's not everybody, but it's a lot of people. And fashion is frivolous. It's superficial. It's this, it's that. It's not important. It's not as important or perceived as important as someone like that lives in Hollywood, you know? So it's, and it's not to get you to look like that. It's to figure out what your style is and help you reach that goal for wherever you are, for whoever you are, whatever industry you're in, because you haven't done it. You haven't done the work. So it's, it can be learned like any other skill. You either are born with the shopping gene or you're not. And if you are not born with the shopping gene, most people are not, it can be learned. And you will stop saying, I hate to shop, I hate to shop, I hate to shop. You hate to shop because you don't know what you're doing. I mean, well, that's, I don't know. Yeah, how to you just golf. you just pin me, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know how to play golf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, if I came to you as an adult and said, I don't know how to play golf. I need, what is a golf ball? What is the, you would show me, A, B, C, whatever. You wouldn't laugh at me or ridicule me or say, well, God, I can't believe that she, whatever. No, it's just fact. I just don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And if your parents do not know, then you don't know. And I'll say that again. Dressing well is a life skill that most people do not know how to teach their children. And I work with corporations, I do corporate styling, and I talk to these HR people and they say, I get all these new hires out of college, they have no money, they have no idea how to dress. They don't know because their parents don't know. And so that is what I'm trying to address now, is let me help you help yourself and help your family. Yeah. Yeah, I had plenty of pictures as a kid. You, you, my parents did not know how to dress. Well, I mean... <laughs> But that's okay. As an adult, I should know yeah. that. Well, and you know, so and that's what you know, so interesting is like, and again, I'll pick on myself here. Um, you could use me as the guinea pig, but like I go through these times where I'm like, and I think I dress okay. Like I can I can dial up. I mean, sure. don't get me wrong. Sure. But I choose not to more because I'm just comfortable in like wearing again a hoodie and the backwards hat that I have now. Like is that wrong to to want to do it if I feel comfortable in this? Or no. is there just a better way to... No, no, put, I want to be very clear. Good yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. No one is... And I'm using you. No Please, one is I got my naivety here. So there's yeah, nothing... Okay. Yeah, go, no yeah. one is trying to change you and who you are. Yeah. There are different clothes that are different for appropriate for different situations. Mm-hmm. If this is your uniform, if this is your go-to and no one sees you and you're on podcast or working from home or whatever you're doing, that's cool. That's who you are. We're mm-hmm. never going to change that. Okay. Right. It, it, it's just, we're never going to change that. What we need to do is address the issue of your style evolving with your age. Okay. And that's where I think you might be. And I, we've been friends for 10 minutes, but that's where I think that your problem might lie is that you're getting older 
right? right? And you don't kind of really know how to take that net. Well, I still love to wear this. Is that wrong? It's not wrong. We just need to get you unstuck. And we need to show you options that you don't know about, that you don't yeah. know that exist. So you can say, hey, I'm going to someone's wedding. Hey, I have a date tonight. Hey, I'm taking my kids, whatever your story is. So you don't dress that way everything that you do. That's fair. That's a fair point. Because yeah, because probably in your 20s, you're wearing like the same thing probably of just because you don't have any like, money. Yeah, uh, of course. But I see what you're saying. Well, and you know, what's so interesting too is, and I don't know if you experience this, a lot of people like I, you know, I look at, and I'm 38, but I look at pictures back. Like when my dad was 38, he looked, no offense, dad, if he's listening to this, <laughs> but like he looked old at 38 totally. back in was, the eighties, yes. you know, whatever. Yes. I feel now I'm like, you know, I get, you know, I don't feel like I'm old at 38 and maybe it's just a different, it's you know, very, different time, but it's very different. 38 was old then. Yeah. Okay. 38 is not old now. And that's the difference. You know how your, your father was married probably for 10 years or whatever, had several kids. Of course he looks old because he, you know, and again, nobody style is not something that, you did if you didn't have money or if you're on a tight budget it's just yeah. not what you did right yeah. for someone like you when you're on your own and you're making your own money you have the freedom that he did not have back then you know when you were married in the eight whatever all your money went to your kids like you might have bought a couple new things throughout the year Mm-hmm. But you had four suits and damn it, they better last for four, 40 years. Yeah. You better stay that same size because you're not getting a new suit. Well, you know, it's hilarious. You'll laugh at this. So um, when I was married, divorced now, but I I had my, my suit, I had all myself and the groomsmen all had custom suits made and I still have those suits. This is 2011. It's not that long, 10 years ago, but I'm like, these look old compared to like whatever. So like a couple of years back, I went to and got new, like new suits mm-hmm. um, at a place here locally. And the comparison of just the design, like it looks so modern now wearing that suit versus right. like if I wore the suit from 10 years ago, which is not crazy. It's only 10 years, but like that suit looks so like the old style. So just even putting some things on that are cut different. Like the cut is so different it just matched me a lot better than. Right. And uh, and that's a lesson that you learn by yourself. Yeah. And I, when I do corporate styling, I always use airline attendants, sorry, flight attendants as the example. These are the flight attendants from the eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. These are the flight attendants from now. Are they wearing the same clothes? Of course not. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Why are you wearing the same clothes? It doesn't make sense. And just from that one comparison, you're like, yeah, I could have probably worn that suit and been fine. But you know you, you're like, wow, this suit's much better. Clothes are like cars. They still get you from A to B, and so will a bike, right? Mm -hmm. But you want to evolve. You don't want to drive the same car you drove in high school, do you? No. You want a new car. (laughs) I mean, that's really what it's about. You want to evolve with your age. Okay. So someone starting out looking at, so I'm going to take myself again, look at trying to look at a different perspective. What encouragement would you make? What are one or two things I should be looking for? Or just the general, someone listening in should be looking for as they evolve over the next, let's say year 
uh, post-pandemic, let's say. They're getting out of their leisure wear they've been wearing mm-hmm. every day. And now actually going into the workforce again, into the world, you know, whatever, maybe going to restaurants. What should they be considering? I mean, starting at zero. Everyone is at zero, okay? And you have to figure out the who, what, when, where, why. Who are you? Where are you in your life today? What do you need? What do you want? And what's your block? If you know you don't like to shop, and if you know you don't like to spend money on clothes, you need to figure out the number one thing in your closet that is hurting your eyeballs the most. Maybe it's shoes. Maybe you dog your shoes out. Maybe you've got really old shoes. Maybe your shoes are out of style. Go pick pick one subject, pick one category, and get two or three new pairs of shoes. If you're like, wow, I've been wearing the same jeans for like six years now, and I haven't bought new jeans since then, probably time for me to buy some new jeans. Same thing with an outerwear coat. I know it's spring now, but if you've been wearing the same busted up winter coat that you wore skiing when you're in college, it's time to get a new coat. So it's just, you just have to start on in very small bites. I don't care if you go to the store, point at the mannequin and say, wrap it up. That is okay. That's why the mannequin is there to give you an idea. Don't worry about being so creative. Don't worry about trying to develop your own style. Start at zero. Go into the store, whatever store you like and ask for help. That's why people work there. Yeah, I, it's so funny you say that because I uh, I just moved into a, a new place and you know so I'm bringing all my clothes over and I'm already a minimalist as it is partially so I'm like why do I have half of these golf and I'm like golf shirts and right, I'm sure. like I'm like these I mean some of these golf shirts are like eight years old but I I haven't worn them in four years why are they still sitting in my closet so maybe you just made the point of I this weekend I need to clean out a little bit and, yeah and, uh, and again cleaning. It's hard to do it on your own because you're like, I haven't worn this, but I still like it. Maybe I'll wear that. You don't know. I might get invited somewhere. Like that's when you start talking yourself out of things. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to hire a professional, you know, and and I will make a very clear distinction. Mm -hmm. If you hire an organizer to organize your closet, they do not know about fashion and style. Okay. So do not think you can call an organizing company and have them tell you what to wear. That's not what they do. Okay. A stylist will tell you what to do and organize you. You might just, you might not want to get rid of anything. If you don't want to get rid of anything, great. Then call an organizer. If you need your kitchen done, great. Call an organizer. But they usually, I'm not saying everybody don't know about fashion and style and how to advise you. You know, yeah. that that's the difference. And, and it's not about more is more, buy more. That's another misconception that oh, I'm just going to tell you to buy, buy, buy. No, it's about mixing old with the new and figuring out what you should be wearing. How? What is your body type? I mean, I could talk to you about this for hours. Same with, you know, with guys. Guys just want to be told what to do. I don't care to show me. I don't care. Just what you think that sweater's cool. Great. Let's get it. I mean, that's fine. But for someone like you, you're casual. You like to kick it around. You know, you like to play sports. You like to hang with friends. Your lifestyle does not require expensive clothes. So you can get away with a lot more than say somebody in finance 
you know, or somebody where you have to really dress up or you have to wear a suit. And a lot of people don't wear suits anymore, but some people still do. So you have a lot of flexibility in spending a portion of your paycheck, you know, figuring out, hey, maybe I do want some new clothes or maybe I don't have like a dress coat. Maybe you're going to Boston and you're like, I'm going to a wedding or whatever you're going to. And I don't have like a dress coat. What am I going to wear my ski jacket with my, no, like, no, you know what I mean? Like you, those are the kinds of things that you have to put on your big grown up pants and figure out because you're single, whatever you're trying to meet people and grown at grown men, you should know that, you know? So you just ask for help. Ask that's, that's my recommendation. Don't, don't dress like a, sh- a schlub. A schlub. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and I see it every day and I see, and I can peg every person in the line in the drugstore, in the grocery store, whatever. She doesn't have any friends. He hasn't changed his clothes in, in, you know, 25 years, he's been wearing the same thing. He's been married for 40 years and his wife has given up the fight. That's another thing I will say about women who complain about their husbands. If your husband looks bad, that's your fault. And I'll tell you why, because he doesn't know your husband doesn't know he's looking at you for guidance. And if you don't know, and you cannot guide yourself, you cannot guide him. I had a customer who called me. She said, I've had your card for two years, literally for two years. I look great. My girls look great. I don't have time to babysit him. I don't need a third kid. Please help him figure out what to wear. He starts a new job next week. We went out. It was great. He's not going to tell me, no, I'm not married to him. You know, and he loved it. He was loving it because I'm that unbiased party. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's tough too, because there are so many, you know, where I get pulled down the rabbit holes, there's so many options. Like I, I don't like going in stores one, just because I'm like, well, I'll shop online, but then you go online. It's like, there's 50, you know, online retailers I go to and probably find something similar. So it's, it's that whole, um, I guess, you know, uh, pulling in different directions. I'm like, this is such a time waster. Then I just drop it all together. Like, then Screw you this. forget it. Then yeah. it's too hard. And yeah. I want you to think about it. Me sitting on the floor and you dumping your golf clubs in front of me and all the balls and the tees and you say, go figure it out. That's how, that's how lost you are. Mm-hmm. And it's not your fault. You don't know where to be. You're like, J crew, this, what, why is this $200? Why is this 20 bucks? I don't know. So you need guidance. You need help at this phase in your life. You need a little bit of push. And then once I show you what you like, you're like, I got it. Then you then you're on autopilot, but you're not going to be able to sit online alone and say, I think this is, I'm going to try this new type of sweater. Like you're not going to do that. Exactly. Well, I think that's where probably most people get, uh, like I said, get kind of thrown off is there's so many options. At least, like I said, I'm only speaking for myself, but I just with friends and other folks, like I can kind of see that being the same thing, you know? So that's good direction. I like the starting piece of kind of going, you know, one of the things that, that hit home is like going in and pick one set, you know, again, maybe pick choose, maybe whatever. start slow, yes. start small, start at zero, and then kind of move from there. You don't have to kind of get rid of everything tomorrow. No, because yeah. you cannot, if I, if I wanted to go on a diet, Okay. Am I supposed to stop, uh, start working out six days a week, cutting my calories, counting my macros, counting my car? No, you will fail. Okay. (laughs) You will fail. That is not how you are supposed to lose weight. You're supposed to lose a half a pound a week because that keeps it off. It's the same thing with style. 
you cannot jump in with both feet and then you're like, well, now what? I mean, you can't, it, it just doesn't work like that. You've got to start slow. Yeah. And if you're like, I think this is cool, but it might not be cool anymore. That's when you ask somebody, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, there are men's, I'm just using you men's blogs, men's shot, you know, whatever, every website says what's trending, what's new, new arrivals. I mean, they really hand feed it to you. So it is for the person who really doesn't enjoy shopping. So mm -hmm. you can say, these are the best sellers. This is this. All right. That's kind of cool. Maybe I'll try that. And you don't buy 10 things. You buy one thing. Yeah. And you're like, I love the sweater everyone's telling me they love this sweater. I think I'll get another one. You know, I, that's just an idea. But, you know, as a man, you should have dress shoes. You should have kicking kicking around casual non-workout tennis shoes, workout tennis shoes. You should have some like chucka boots, some driving loafers. Like these are the types of shoes you need to have. I know you can't write fast enough. That <laughs> that's why I record these. I can listen back. <laughs> I mean, you know, you live in the South. Do you want cowboy boots? Do you want like work boots? I mean, all of that, like that's the shoe category, right? You go to the beach, you should have flip-flops. You should have this, you should have that. You know, if you don't have three of those categories that I said, you need new shoes. You know, the same thing about the dress coat. Men need a nice dress coat. Now that is something you will keep for 20 years because your size is not really going to change that much and it won't go out of style. But like you're kicking around going to a brewery, you're going to go to someone's backyard, you want like a casual jacket, you know, or like a windbreaker. Yeah, that's not as expensive. You'll want a couple of those, yeah. you know, but as far as like undergarments, do you have undershirts? Are you wearing the right underwear? Like I get real deep, you know, real deep. Are you wearing the wrong kind of socks with dress shoes? That's a big one, Jeez. a big one. Yes, you are. Okay, these are dress socks. These go with these kind of shoes. It's cool that you don't know. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I'm I, I know where I have to, the direction I have to go in here for. <laughs> I guess to, I have to start looking at some of this stuff uh, in the coming weeks because yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a need, and I think now, like as I mentioned, everyone you know, kind of coming out of the pandemic. Hopefully, we're you know we're not nearing the end, but hopefully we're on the path there. But um, you know, hopefully. I'll be able to uh, style a little bit more and, yeah, and you'll be I proud mean, maybe, maybe I, I'll of course. And I will help you. And I'm, you're very smart. You're very bright. You will get it. And then you'll see, actually, it's not that scary. Yeah. Actually, it's not that big of a deal. I made it into this big mountain and it's now that I've been told, Hey, I can do a, B or C pick one. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. You know, as far as jeans are concerned, you should have black jeans, blue jeans, ripped jeans, stonewashed jeans, whatever kind of jeans, so you can have different jeans. You know, yeah. men do not have the luxury of hair and makeup. Women can enhance themselves more, in my opinion, with hair and makeup. Men, you got shirts and pants. That's it. You know, you, you, you don't have a big, it's not really even playing field. So you got to look sharp. You got to look sharp. And, you know, you, I, what I said to my husband, I styled him three times. Once we were dating, once we were engaged, once we were married. I cleaned out his closet. Three very different experiences. I said, you got, if I have to look good, you got to look good. And you don't get to opt out. We got to match. Yeah. Like, you are a reflection of me. Sorry. The same way I'm a reflection of you in your corporate world. I can't, 
go to a party and act all crazy and be dancing on the table. I mean, I can't do that, right? You've got to look good. You've got to keep up with me. And so let me tell you, I have created a shopping monster, my friend. And he loves it because now he knows what to look for. Mm. And it doesn't take much. We started, this is great for anyone who doesn't wear, you know, who wears glasses and doesn't wear contacts. He wears glasses. I said, you got to switch up your frames. You can't wear the same frames from 10 years ago out of style. Yeah. You know, so that was just where we started. Wow. Well, let let me get you out on this. I always like to ask, you know, obviously you've had such a unique journey and obviously what you're doing now is totally different than 20 years ago. Um, If you had to go back to, let's say that dancer that's getting out of college or figuring out their life and share one piece of advice, maybe it's something you've learned along this journey that'd be helpful to them. Anything you would share that's been the most impactful um, to leave them kind of as as a lasting impression? Wherever you are right now, is exactly where you're supposed to be. And I don't care who's succeeding, who's got this deal, who's doing that. It's not happening for you because it's not your time. That's why. And I wish I would have known that because I went through that I am not enough mentality for several years. I'm not enough. By this age, I should be doing this. I should be making this kind of money at this age. I shouldn't still be waiting tables at this age. All of that is... I mean, beyond ridiculous, self-destructive behavior. Mm. There is a reason where you are for a, for a reason. And so stop questioning the universe and set goals. I'm not saying don't do anything, set goals and you'll get there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I coach people on dating all the time. You want, you're single because you want to be. If you did not want to be single, you would not be single right now. So let's figure out who you are interested in and let's get you some dates. I mean, you want a boyfriend? It's not that hard. You're a freaking unicorn. You're a unicorn. I mean, you're single because you want to be. Let's get you the right clothes so you get your confidence up and push you out the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, and and that's a thought, you know, again, I went through as well, just kind of like the being okay with, hey, I'm here. This is where I am. And just keep pushing forward in terms of mm-hmm. the direction you want to go and let things happen. Don't try to almost like um, mechanically create the next step. Just let it be a little more organic. You that's know? So I right. think that's maybe adding on top of what you said. So that's and great. I'm a, yeah. I'm a very impatient person. Believe okay. me, I'm a very high energy person. I'm very intense. And so waiting for me is hard. Yeah. But now I know I don't have this because it's not my time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Holly, this is awesome, man. I, I, I just, so, uh, like I said, coming into this, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Cause I have no <laughs> just background in styling. Can I get somebody but, uh, else? Just kidding. But no, thank you so much for coming on. This was a absolute pleasure. Where's the best place for folks to uh, connect with you, find you online. I'm Holly Kate styling, Holly K A T Z styling, all one word. Um, hit me up. Send me a DM, send me smoke signals, snail mail, call me. My number's on there. I'm dumb enough to have my phone number on there because I want people to call me. I want people to ask me about my services. I'm, it's not scary. 
I will hold your hand. I will cry with you. I've done that before. Um, and I do a lot of virtual services too. So for people who are kind of a little bit more advanced, I will say that if you already like to shop and, and you know, you're, you don't mind it and you just don't know kind of where you are now, I do um, virtual boards with active links and can go over that with you. So I'm on, you know, I have a podcast as well, Fashion Crimes Podcast. Please follow us on iTunes and we have our own website and on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and blah, 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 and all that. Um, so we like to make fun of ourselves, but we also like to make fun of other people. But we also in interview very influential people in the fashion industry. So anybody who likes fashion, please join our posse. We're funny. You know, we're crude. We cuss a lot, you know, but we have a good time. Awesome. Hi, thank you so much for joining. This was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview. And thanks again for stopping by the Just Get Started podcast. Uh, grateful to have you here. And if I could just make one quick ask before you run along on your day. You know, I've grown this podcast organically over the last three plus years. And it's from the great listeners that pick up, you know, a quote or a key learning or just enjoy the entertainment of the podcast. And they share it out to their audience. They leave a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, and I'd ask that for you as well. If you've made it to this point and are listening in, um, a lot of the podcast uh, platforms that you listen on have a share button right there where you can share it out to your audience on various platforms. So I would be so appreciative if you wouldn't mind taking a quick second to do that um, if you really enjoyed this episode. So thanks again. I'm happy to connect online. I always love to meet new people. So if you want to go to my website, brianandraco.com, or connect with me. I'm at Brian Andreco, basically everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, even Clubhouse, that new app that's out there. Uh, you name it. So uh, follow me online and uh, certainly look forward to connecting further. I hope you all have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm -hmm.